Okay. <clears throat> a lot of things going on right I now. I know. You're like right. dying. Go. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to our first official podcast. Um, we did one where we had an intro for Lara, but uh, yeah, this is kind of where we start jumping into different subject matter and stuff like that. So, as I was streaming earlier, I had Lara go ahead and pick out a bunch of subjects. So, go ahead, Lara. I don't, I'm kind of going in this blind, so this is all on you. Great, no pressure, because I could only think of one subject, and um, I feel one like subject. there... Yeah, but there's a lot of branches to <laughs> okay. it, so... Um, it's funny, because I really wanted to talk to Aaron about being on this, mm. um, so I'm going to change it a little bit about how I phrased it, but recently... Um, we had a very big heart procedure done with mm -hmm. my son, um, our son, and um, that was a lot. Mm -hmm. And we were in the hospital, and I was just thinking about, I, you know. Hold on. Can you do me a favor? Yeah. And stop kicking me. Am I kicking you? Yeah, you're kicking me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Our stay in the hospital was just a blur. Um, thankfully, he doesn't mm -hmm. remember most of it. Um, but All he remembers is getting a bunch of Legos. I'm sure. Yes. That's or Lego, <laughs> sorry. No S at the end of the Legos. No, I think if it's plural, Legos, no, it's Lego. plural. Yeah, Where's the Lego section? Swed Swedish people. It's a so Lego. So multiple Legos is Lego? It's just like mouse and moose. It's a Lego. Legos? I don't know. Lego. We'll move that's on. That's why you don't get a box of Legos. You get a box of Lego. I'll, somebody fact check that. Anyway, where's Jamie when you need him? Right, is that right? <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, I was thinking about the <laughs> he's playing footsies with me, the young ladies who mm -hmm. were in there the first night. So uh, my son had open heart surgery. I'll let uh, him when he's ready <clears throat> to talk about that. But I want to talk about a little bit about my experience. Mm -hmm. And uh, the first night obviously is the most nerve wracking. You know, he's the most fragile. You see your child in ways that you would never imagine. And here Sweet. I am looking at two young ladies in their early twenties. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I had just made it like a couple bad choices sooner, <laughs> you know, like I would have been teen mom, like at 15, oh, like oh, yeah. I'm not too far from old enough to be their mom. And to realize that these young ladies were like watching over my child. Mm -hmm. And I, the only way that I could sleep was to trust these two young ladies who like are still playing, paying premium car insurance, probably under probably. 25. Probably can't even rent a car. Take care of my child. And that just blew my mind the more I thought about that. Yeah. And then like as we stayed and we had to go back um, for some point, most of the nurses there were in their 20s, like mm -hmm. early 20s, That's which like was crazy. That's like my mom was talking about uh, a while back. She was like, yeah, I never realized how young doctors were. Why are all the doctors young and hot nowadays? Sorry. So. Apologies. Um, so that just makes me think about, you know, this point in my life mm -hmm. uh, where I'm so thankful for that industry. Yeah, like absolutely. there are things that you can't Google everything and do it, you know? Yep. Yeah. Cause it's kind of like troubleshooting a computer or troubleshooting anything else. It's like you can figure out a lot of problems and get through a lot of things, but the bigger things you probably want to leave to the professionals. You don't really want to handle that yourself. Um, but yeah. So, 
Um, one of the things that I thought we could talk about is how far like medicine has gone mm-hmm. ever come, you yeah, know, absolutely. we went from a life expectancy, you know, I put quotes on that cause there's no real way for us to tell 100% about life expectancy, but we went from a life expectancy from, you know, birth to about 25, but the death toll for, uh, newborn babies was so high that it kind of influctuated that, um, but yeah, and now we live up to 80, 90 years old, depending on, you know, what we put in our bodies throughout our life. Do you ever wonder what happened? Like historically, they've talked about, or at least if you think biblically, mm-hmm. if you you believe that path, um, that there are people who lived to be in their hundreds. Apparently, um, that had to do with the Tower of Babel, Babel, whatever you want to call it, uh, whenever God destroyed that, and I, I fact check that because I'm going off of one YouTuber, you know, situation. But uh, yeah, apparently he destroyed the tower and then said people cannot live over like a hundred and somebody years old anymore. Hmm. So yeah, somebody fact check that, please. Yeah. That'd be interesting. And apparently, our DNA starts breaking down at that point. Hmm. So. I don't know that, like, unless we age more rapidly than people did then, like, if it was on the same same time span and my body just was like that, but, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know how much more old you can get. I've seen some some hardy old people, though. Well, if you look back at, like, yearbooks and stuff, the people that were 15 looked like they were 30, like oh, a modern right? day, a modern day right? 30 year old. And it's wild. They were out there working in the fields and, so, and I'm talking about like people from labor. like the 50s maybe. So not even that long ago. Like my grandparents. That's that hardy DNA. It's something. All right. I mean, they, they were looking rough. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us have that gene, that recessive gene in us. Oh, what, gray hair. Yeah. Getting this they, white hair early. <laughs> I don't know. Some people can pull it off. Like uh, what's the name that played in Cheaper by the Dozen? I can't remember You're his asking name. the wrong chick Steve about something. anyway. So, so. Um, you know, and then for him Steve to Steve Martin, I can't recall what he, he looks on, like. Uh, SNL white hair. He's had white hair for oh, an eternity. Oh yeah. 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 Steve yeah. Martin. He I plays banjo. <laughs> None of that's clicking, but I, yeah. the actor hit me. Um, that makes me, he says, what's the difference between, <laughs> between playing a banjo and a guitar? He says, uh, the guitar it has six strings and it's a very sophisticated you know piece of thing and uh, uh a banjo also is a very sophisticated instrument but it doesn't get you ladies <laughs> that's what that's, said, yeah. that's true <laughs> how old was that that was recent relatively recent he's still alive yeah he's still alive he, he plays banjo show me him right now oh my goodness can we do that we need yeah. to have the screen where somebody can throw up something up here and we can fact check ourselves on here i would actually appreciate that so sidebar conversation um squirrels will happen if you watch this podcast um and he puts me at the helm but shower thoughts you know one of the things with some stuff Um, that you share on stream as i inherently and if you are like this i'd love to hear it um just let us know uh if you snoop on people's facts like do you take things for face value i know it would be silly for us to say oh yeah we take things you know this ain't going well we believe everything we hear on the internet but some people really do take what they hear on the internet from a source or two especially if they feel it's a reputable source and take that as truth anyway i can't get it up right now but this is Steve Martin. I don't know why it's not oh, yeah. allowing me to like drag it over. 
I remember him from my childhood, but could not tell you what he played in. I remember He's played the in movies. a bunch of stuff. A bunch of stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but I think it would be cool to have a podcast where you fact check it on the spot, like debunking your own facts. Yeah, you know, because I appreciate one of the things I was thinking about would be cool, and and you know, while we stream is when you there's Steve get, Martin for everybody. Oh, I like this. I like yeah. this idea. Okay. Well, dang, he's eternal. I feel like that's what he's looked like forever. That's because he got that gray hair early. That's a, that's the thing. That's if you, a secret. If you either get, on start it. going bald at twenty and shave your hair, or go gray immediately, you'll look you'll look eternally young. Or Reverse psychology, that. Yeah. But then you have uh, Tom Cruise, who is just a vampire. Absolutely. He's literally. I watched a video recently where he's he's in his sixties and he's jumping over people. <laughs> Like he was at the red carpet or something, like jumping Bruce Lee. over people. So yeah, yeah. But Bruce Lee was thirty when he died. Who knows what Bruce well, Lee would have been like? Who am I talking about then? That's still alive, not Bruce Lee. Oh, Jackie oh, Jackie Chan. Chan. Yeah, but no, he looks the same as he did at thirty. That's the thing, Jackie Chan. He's aging gracefully. Hmm. I haven't Tom, looked at Tom uh, Cruise Tom recently. Cruise looks the Though exact same. I have seen some of the, and I'm not going to name drop anybody because everybody ages, but oh. I guess when the pop stars of your era... Is it like, Madonna? No. The, <laughs> okay. Um, the pop stars of your era oh. are aging and like, okay, Eminem has aged, but very well, right? Yeah, That's yeah, a good so example. Yeah, he grew a beard. Yeah. He yeah. hit the Man wrinkles. Makeup. <laughs> he hit the wrinkles. Um, but there are Tom some... Tom Cruise didn't have a beard though. That's fair. He's aged better. He looks better now at 70 than he did at like 18. He's an enigma. He's Don't weird. He's something all right. He's a vampire. Anyway. That's what he is. So there are people who just like. You know what it is? Go ahead. <laughs> it's the Scientology. That's it. Everybody yeah. needs a dose of that. Yeah. But then recently I've seen some of the pop stars from my era and I'm like, oh, well, everybody does age. Because you think of these people as ageless. Like sinking Backstreet Boys? Sure. And Britney Spears. Britney Spears is hot, though. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, she's still good looking for yeah. her age. Heck yeah. How old is she? Like 40s? 50s? She's got to be in her four. She's got to be 40. Yeah. Let's Google yeah. it. I don't want to be on the computer too much, but. No, we got a fact check. Oh, that's Steve Martin. I forgot. Let me bring this back over here, just in case, because Britney did go through her crazy stage. Um, everybody does. Let's see. She's Who been through it. How old? We is... should watch the documentary and have a conversation about she's it. She's 41. Yep. So, yeah, she's. Gold. She's still doing good. Yep. Okay, I guess I'll leave this up. So, if, if you need me to check anything else for you, <laughs> Joe. <laughs> no problem, Joe Rogan. What's anyway. this guy's name? Who? Joe's guy. Jamie. Jamie. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said that earlier. Oh, I missed it. Anyway. I missed it. Um, so, we're talking about health care. And the amazing things that's been going on. Yeah, like um, recent, like not recently, but relatively recently, they've been doing a lot of work on um, like spinal surgery. So for the last how many ever years that they've been, you know, helping people's spines and stuff, they've just been fusing those bones. There's like no, there was no real help if you had a pinched nerve or whatever, or um, What's it called? My neck uh, immediately started hurting. I was like, oh, yeah, I got one of those fine things. Thing. Like um, <laughs> uh, deterioration of the disc or whatever. I can't remember what it's Degener- called. Degenerative yeah. disc disease. Yep. Um, they have started making uh, replacement. Spacers? Yeah, like spacers. What? 
What? So you can go and get that in there, and it feels great, apparently. This is obscure, uh-huh. but I feel like there's could be some parallels. So I was watching Transformers. <laughs> okay. Right? All right. So... <laughs> Uh, just bite. You can put these spine implants in, and then you can immediately transform into a that would be probably twenty foot robot and yeah. turn into a truck. We'll have to go down that rabbit hole later. But uh-huh. they were talking about finding the alien form, the metal, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what that Transformers the transform- movies up? Whatever one you fell asleep in <laughs> today, we were I, watching. I can't remember. I was trying to get you to name drop it, but I can't remember. Anyway, go ahead. I don't remember. Anyway, uh, so extinction. they had learned extinction. They had learned to um, make this stuff, the malleable mm-hmm. material, mm-hmm. and make their own. Ooh, I'm going to chop Sorry. your foot off. <laughs> <laughs> make their own transforming uh, robots, right? Yeah. Better, stronger. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I thought about all the scientific advances, and like modern medicine is so young mm-hmm. like the medications that people have taken uh over their lifetime that are relatively like we think oh well my grandmother's been taking this since blah 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 mm-hmm. but not too long before your grandmother was like they're legitimately cocaine yep. in their medication like well, med- modern medicine yeah yeah was very new and we yep. have such faith that okay go ahead and take my my you know child or take mine let's say i'm the patient take mm-hmm. my heart out mm-hmm. pump some blood through it mm-hmm. doesn't even have to be mine yep. you know cut around do what you gotta do put it back in sew it back up and it'll be fine or for yep. me you know when i had an elective surgery like think about that you're electing mm-hmm. to go under anesthesia not for health purposes just to go and do it no i mean it's there are let me preface with i used to uh be heavy and lost a bunch of weight um doing calorie deficit and had been overweight most of my life so had a lot of skin and over time had um, been able to accomplish getting it taken off so i had um i think it's a pan panectomy mm-hmm. i don't know if that's a word um, tummy tuck, extended tummy tuck, had um, skin removed from my legs and my arms. So thinking about the fact that the first time I went in, I got my lower and half. Just imagine all that skin and stuff went to waste. That could have went to like a burn victim or something. <laughs> what I well, immediately thought was you're like, we could have ate that. We could have. It would have been like a pork you... belly. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> no, that's funny, actually. Um, but that's actually true. I should have thought about that. Anyway, so you go under electively, mm-hmm. and then now I can imagine how scary it must have been to be the first implant person. Yeah. They're like, yeah. I want this so bad, you could stick something foreign in me. And that's what butt implants are right now. People get butt implants. Sorry, my nose is running. But it has a very high risk factor. Like, well, especially a very when high... people go overseas and do it. We're too. talking about U.S. We're talking about in general. Um, they have a high likelihood of flipping, and then you have a flat butt. But it's also got a very high death toll. I can't remember the numbers, but yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty. High it is death pretty. Um, that was one of the more risky ones. Yeah. And they have clearly. I mean, I they've come a long way on breast implants. TikTok will show you things that you didn't even know you wanted to know about. Mm-hmm. And they were showing this implant that uh, you slice, and if stuff comes out, it kind mm-hmm. of retracts yeah. back in. I thought that was interesting, but all that to say you know how much we trust people and but how 
fragile life is mm-hmm. like to be able to bounce back from that and then to get, you know, something as simple as an infection in your mouth from dental work. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of controversy going on about dental work. I'd like to look into right now, but about how, um, uh, not fillings, but crowns and doing root canals and stuff like messes with you. Mm. Um, and again, somewhere in there, there's a fact I'd like to look that up and talk more about it. But anyway, um, that, you know, just a little bacteria from a mm-hmm. tooth could kill you. Yep. Get what? into your bloodstream and, and then uh, go to your brain and infect your heart and all kinds of stuff. And then the only way to survive that and i i live on both sides of the fence about i do understand yeah, that modern modern medicine is something that is life-saving like to your point mm-hmm. you know we're able to where people would have died um people survive and that's incredible like thank you to the men and women who serve and and nursing as well like to yeah, care absolutely. for people after they've had this huge treatment like you know, to ensure that someone is safe and doing what's medically necessary, even mm-hmm. when it's hard. You know, these ladies sometimes have four, five, nine patients, depending on where they're at. But anyway, that's a yeah. rabbit hole. Oh, I'm not going to go down. back to what you were talking about as far as like uh, how modern medicine is relatively new. Um, I can't remember the exact year, but not too long ago, uh, they didn't even know what washing hands like. You didn't have to wash your hands to go into surgery or disinfect the body or anything like that. You just like went in there and, uh, they, the person that figured that out, they were pretty much classified as like a crazy person. Oh, you don't have to wash your hands. Like it's a bad practice. Oh, to wash your so hands many you of our, there. so many of the things in the world start off with someone being told you're nuts for doing that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Um, but you have to think like, I do feel like there's a, there's a, scale to all of that i think you can overwash your hands and not build up immunities sure i'm talking about more of a surgical but sense. from a surgically yeah standpoint a surgical standpoint especially how contagious like a bloodborne virus is mm-hmm. um i mean again she's kicking a me kitty. <laughs> no you're kicking me no there was a cat too oh. um but again, just going in there and trusting your life yeah, somebody, to someone. Somebody and that you may have met like eight times in total. You don't know anything about them. They don't have a Facebook page. You know, <laughs> you don't know anything about them. Sure. And think about like your own. Everybody, everybody watching has their own personal life that they're like, I probably wouldn't show that to people. And the people yeah. who do show their everyday personal life, whether it's theatrical or mm-hmm. actual, I mean, reality shows and stuff like that. Like we all a mess. Mm-hmm. So imagine these people who like, let's say homie's about to do brain surgery, like mm. piddling, piddling your rares. Mm. And the night before he and Janet just got into a big yeah. blowout. Like over, he found out his wife cheated on him the night before. Or maybe she was real mad about trash bags. Like he didn't get the right size trash bags. He's like told that. her Calm down, 26 it times. Not a cheating it's story. not the 13 gallon. It's the 20 gallon. Yeah. And every oh, time now she's, now she's like, this is therapy for her now. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> no, she's it's not the out. trash bag size. I can, <laughs> that's how they well, Hello there. <laughs> um, 
But uh, if you, let's say Janet and he got into an argument and then he woke up and his coffee wasn't ready when he was supposed to have it because mm-hmm. his power went out in the middle of the night and then on the way there he got caught in traffic. You don't know what Dr. Doctor Doolittle has been up to. Dr. Doolittle. Yeah, just go with it. Sure. Um, and so we are, again, just assuming, like I think about some of these nurses and I was so overly sympathetic to it because I felt bad. I was a helicopter mom for sure, but I enjoy being an active part of the care, which Mm -hmm. that's another topic we can go to. But, um, you know, these ladies, some of them haven't slept for, but like a couple hours in between. Yep. So speaking of nurses, uh, what type of nurse would you not want to be? Neonatal like that? Well, I don't know. I want to hold the babies. Mm. But I think, I think palliative care, like end of life, I think that would freak me out more of people not being in their right mind. Um, mm-hmm. Psychiatric for sure. That's it. That's where I'm at. Psychiatric nurse. I don't. You would not want to be a psychiatrist? Would, would not. I feel like the human mind is so fragile already. Like you think about most people on mm-hmm. the street, you could take them and there's, you could torture them and break their mind. Yep. Right. So if you're in there as a nurse and you're looking at these people every day and there's going to be moments where they're just like what would perceive to be normal, Mm -hmm. like you're one good snap away from that. And that, especially if you can't rationalize with someone and maybe they're in a psychotic episode and, you know, you're trying to talk them down or explain something to them and it's just, you know, that there's no point. Yep. That would be a lot for me. Um, I was listening to Boogie2988 last night, his Twitch stream. And yeah, he, he hit the nail on the head. I, especially if I was a female, I would not want to be in, a, well, men too. Uh, I would not want to be in the old folks home. Um, I'm sure there's some nicer ones, but yeah, he he was really true. He said some things. really itchy. He said some things that were a little bit... uh off color but yeah i mean like people from say it's people from the 40s or 50s that are in there they're all still pretty racist and you know um touchy-feely some of the guys are some of the ladies are uh so yeah i I don't think i would and then you'd have to clean up poop and pee off of them and then also it's also like being you know working at hospice and i'm good on i'm good on that part um yeah, Actually, I mean that would a, stress me out. There's a place in Florida. Uh, <laughs> I can't. The Village. Have you heard of that? Yes. Oh, With the goodness. squeegee things on there. The. I don't know about any squeegees. Okay, go ahead. So the Maybe Village is, is a place where it's nothing but old people that live there. And they're all like swingers and oh, yeah. purple yeah. hair and okay. all this stuff. So I was right. So. I'm pretty sure you can fact check me and you can look this up. TikTok shows you things mm. you didn't ask for. Um, they have those loofahs mm. and they put them on their car and the loofahs signify like what their preference is. Oh my goodness. And so you just like, <laughs> that's oh, so crazy. That, that white Civic over there, honk at them and see if they'll pull over. Not, I don't know why they would pull over, but you know what I'm saying? The village has like the highest percentage of STDs in, in Florida. Is that true? I'm pretty sure. That's what I've heard. At least you old, old that. folks homes have a high percentage of STDs because the uh, old men and women like sneak in there and why you know, not? Get with why it. not? If, 
if you move hello if you were at the end of your life and you knew that that was still enjoyable mm. i feel like well you got to lose i feel like all of our life we're just kind of like hold on i'm just noticing that the volume's a little bit too high sorry um i feel like all of our life is just like resisting that you know what i mean there's like to just act or, out or, or like not even resisting it being told that you can't you know, like from the time you're in high school, all the way up until you're married, mm-hmm. uh-uh, don't don't go and have. I'm just gonna say, it, don't go and have sex with anybody. Just like, you know, and I understand, like you don't want to have babies whenever you're too young. But I just think it's funny that all the way up until you're in your mid twenties, they don't really want you doing that until you're married. And then after your spouse dies, again, uh-uh, don't you better not go and have sex, or like whenever you're old and senile. Like, uh, if we were to take the taboo off of sex, then I think people like, again, there, the downfalls of that would be probably pro- definitely procreation right. and an age group that is not prepared. We are not the same yeah. as we were. And, and there may have been a point in time where you were supposed to procreate at that yeah. rate. Who knows? Well, in nature, it goes back to what we were talking but about. It as separates far as... us from animals <laughs> sure. in our minds that we, I don't <laughs> I mean, it depends on the animal, like penguins and stuff. They they breed for life, so. No, but I'm saying if we let that that social construct down, construct then we're just animals. down, you know, just like and, murder. And they're true. I mean, there are animals who are monogamous. Yeah. But I wonder if that. Well, I'm sure they have their own social construct, obviously. Possibly. Um, but yeah, I mean, that does. You go don't back have to- like a string of like monkeys who are like, I only have one girl, and then like. <laughs> All of a sudden, there's like, oh, there's a tribe of monkeys over here who has like five uh, girls. A troop? a troop, excuse me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Forgive me. Um, yeah, I mean, it goes back to what we were talking about as far as you know, uh, human human life and how long we live. Back in the day, we only lived to be 25. So if you're not having babies at 15, then you're just like. You're not going to have babies. You're going to die before it's, you know, before you do. Think about... Like you would have been, uh, what are they called? A, um, what are they called? Like a handmaid, not a handmaiden. What are they called? Where it's like, oh, you're too old to be having babies. Like a, I can't remember. There's a name for it. Look it up, somebody. There's a name for it out there. Okay. Well, then you have to think about somebody. I went down a rabbit hole while he was talking in my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, So if we died younger mm-hmm. that means you would be head of the household younger right yeah. like you would be expected so what a 14 year old would do would be the equivalent today of a 25 mm-hmm. whatever year old so did that mean that the kids then were smarter because they had to be tougher i think it depends on what your idea of smartness is like in our day and age, well, uh, able to make rational decisions because studies have showed um, that our brain, the the difference between a child and an adult is where the brain neurons fire off. Mm-hmm. Like they literally don't have the same pathways. And what gives us the ability, like rulers to reign is wisdom, right? Yeah. And that's why that's passed down through generations. Um, and so... I wonder if that era, because it couldn't have been that long. Old rulers lived to their hundreds or somewhere, six, maybe 60s. I don't know. To lead people. 
But I mean, and there have been young rulers. You know, think of King Tut, but was he really was he really responsible for making decisions? He probably but, was just a figurehead. But out at the farm, there's no figurehead. Like the yeah. oldest well, that's has what I'm to saying is like um so say you had a dad that was, you know, seventeen whenever he had a kid, and so his kid would be, you know, let's say he's dies at twenty five. And how old would his kid be at that point? I'm terrible at math. Right, he had a kid at 17, mm -hmm. and he dies at 25. Eight. So the kid would be eight. The mom's not going to let him be the figurehead. So what happened is his, the dad's brother or next of kin would probably take care of that family. That's how it was biblically, at least. I don't know about other cultures. How but did... I'm I sure wonder the, then how sure did people move help. away on their own? Mm -hmm. Like that would then, that would be a risk. You would yeah. be saying, "Hey, uh, you know, Susie, if something happens to me." But there were hardy women then too. Well, that what you're saying is true. Where you know, if somebody, if people normally didn't just move away. But they, uh, as a group, would oh, have to. Well, I'm saying like. Um, I'm going to New York. See you later. Yeah, they. Well, I'm talking about like back in the day like viking age and stuff wow. they wouldn't just move away they would get banished that that's somebody that did something wrong and then got pushed out not because they chose to do that that it would be extremely dangerous unless they had like a band of people that they went to go start a new village with imagine not having a gps and knowing like am i on my own land yeah. or am i on somebody else's and then if i try to build a house here am i going to get killed i like... feel like there probably was a lot more communication as far as that goes because you know, like I said, in the, the Viking age, it's like there's a story where a guy killed another guy's cow. And long story short, he got severely punished for it because he was his, his cow was on his land, but he killed the guy's cow because it was on his land. And he claimed it at that point. But anyway, yeah, I think the community, the communication line was a lot better than what it is now. Like people would just wouldn't care about feelings as much. They would just go and speak to the individual because it's such a small village, you know, it'd be like 20 to 30 people, maybe. And they would just um, talk to each other if there was a problem. I'd want to be an essential worker. Like, I'd want to be somebody where, like, the town could not live without this person, like the baker, like yeah, the only guy who knows how to bake. Like, I'm in, in there, like, one you of their favorite the things. Thing blacksmith. Right. Because he did everything. He made everybody's nails. He would make everybody's horseshoes. He would make, um, you know, you name it, armor for everybody. But, yeah, he'd, there's he'd make everything. Only, there's only a few professions, though, that have really, like, figures of authority have stayed around. Obviously, banks I feel like established. Um, but think about what, you know. I feel like banks and figureheads would F the, you know, F it, if somehow our world went back to something like that. It helps to have a leader mm -hmm. because if it, it keeps people accountable. But I think at the end of the day, it's not really necessary. You know what I mean? Like if there's 10 people, you don't necessarily have to have a leader if there's a group of smart, like-minded individuals. Sure. It'd be helpful. Don't get me wrong. But We need a doctor wrapping this conversation back around. And then I was thinking about, uh, you know, the experience for the families that mm -hmm. go through that. You know, there's not 
as much. You really have to be your own advocate. There's not as much education. Rewind and uh, clarify because I don't. You you lost me. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I was going back to the story about uh, oh, what brought surgery. us here, about you know the the surgery itself and mm-hmm. thinking about the nurses and all that stuff, and then like the lack of education. You know, I think about. And we'll take it back to old times too, but I think about how I had to ask all the questions mm-hmm. that I had. I came in there with like, I want to know everything, explain it to me. Then I went and did research. But imagine like before they had all this information. You just trusted your doctor 100%. And then if you came in with an ailment, especially let's say not even 100 years ago, mm-hmm. you came in with an ailment that they could never diagnose. They're like, you know, let's say you died of a heart attack. They wouldn't know what killed Jay, the bad yep. ticker, or, you know, he did. It was just his time. Yep. And I wonder what they attributed some of the, like, are the ailments that we find relatively new to our species? Or could they have existed back then? And like, what did they attribute it to? Like a, hmm. somebody who has diabetes, you know, let's say they, their foot got necrotic or something. Yeah. Like, he's been cursed. I feel like, um, I say this, but then now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know how it would have evolved with us. But um, anyway, I feel like the only people back then that would have really been diabetic is the type 1 diabetes, um, because but they would have died off at childhood. So nobody really really would have known because so many you, kids were dying. Does every diabetic type 1 with untreated type 1 diabetes die in childhood? Their pancreas does not work at all. So I'm sure they would, not in childbirth, but they would die shortly after because... But they, I wonder what they thought ailed them. Like what... what they probably didn't care at that point God. because kids didn't matter at that point in time. I think they Do would... Do you think that women didn't care about their children? I'm sure they're like, oh no, but then they already had eight more behind them because they didn't know how contraception worked. So they, they just kept on having babies. What a wild, wild Yeah, wild. they didn't... Like, like think about all that. And then that, imagine... Being before that time where we were still, you know, very much feral, if you will, Mm -hmm. and thinking about being at the when I watch old British uh, or period pieces Mm -hmm. where especially when the ground was still dirt and like all these beautiful petticoats still got dirt on it. And I think I could never like won't wear my house shoes outside and they're wearing their best. But that was high class to them. Oh, yeah. And imagine living in the world that we live in now mm-hmm. well i'm going to go back to what we we're talking with diabetes mm-hmm. um what i was going to say is i think that diabetes is type 2 diabetes is a relatively new situation because what, sure. that, what that's caused unless unless all they had was alcohol to drink you know that could cause it but overarchingly uh things did not have sugar in them back right. then uh, it was all 100 percent natural sugar and so there was no nothing there aside from chronic alcoholism that would have caused them to have diabetes. Which is probably not as uncommon as you would think. What, chronic alcoholism? Mm-hmm. I mean, every single faith that talks about don't drink alcohol or don't get overly drunk. So I would say, yeah, alcohol was probably a problem. I mean, yeah. what else were they going to do at nighttime? You know, they have a little bonfire every single night. And it's like, well, we can't farm anymore. We don't have video games and stuff. Let's drink. I got 96 kids. I don't want to go home to them. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people drank. But, um, yeah, uh, so I think diabetes is. What do you think we did before alcohol? I don't think there was a time before alcohol. 
Do you think just humans like just knew how to make alcohol? Think, like we just. I think because like they probably found fruit on the ground and ate it, and it was like fermented on the ground. I think that would probably get them intoxicated or like mushrooms or first you know, came alcohol, things. then fire. Yeah, pretty much. The fire came because of the alcohol. Yeah. Everybody, and that's why we all like to play in the fire Jimmy, when we're drinking, or we feel Jimmy like we have to gather. Jimmy wrecked his rock, and it turned into fire. <laughs> right. We have all get well. Humans like to gather around fire. Yeah. And when they're mad, when they're happy, when they're celebrating, celebrating, it's mm-hmm. a source of life and light. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if alcohol came before fire. I don't know. That's a good question. Um, caveman etchings have fire and then booze it's just like a drunken you know etching on the on the ding rock we think that they drew sideways but they're actually showing people drunk like laying down (laughs) is the drunk version that's funny they had a town drunk but uh yeah so yeah what else did you have Larry? well i thought that was a good conversation (laughs) oh so you you didn't have anything else planned out um, well, I, talk- I had a whole, I wanted to talk about the whole experience, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, I am a very open person. I'm just going to let the conversation go where it is. Sure. I'm a very open person. Um, I think that our stories can help other people mm-hmm. and I process things by talking about them. Uh, anybody who knows me will tell you that I love to talk and it's not because, that's all I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about like how other people might be able to relate. Yeah. You know, I, li- I like to relate to people. And I wanted to share this whole experience because as a person, as an individual, for me, it was so life changing. Like mm. I value my family differently. And that the obvious things like, oh, life is precious, blah, blah, blah. But like my outlook on processing emotions, mm-hmm. my uh, outlook on what I can do, the things I had to tell myself to get through it, like, and, and had just found a lot of good research at the right time. But all that to say, I wanted to share the intricacies of it, but I think that I had, I realized not everybody is the same and not Mm -hmm. everybody wants to share that. And if it's not my, if, it's not my experience to share right now the other point of view, you know, mm-hmm. and give Aaron his respect. Sure. You know, yeah, so. I've been really trying to be sensitive to that because I, I know he doesn't really want us to talk about it per se. Um, but yeah, it's like you said, at some points you do have to share your experiences. I mean, that's why we have so much TV based on that. But um, yeah, you have to share your experience, experiences so other people that are going through the same thing can also maybe not even learn, but just find some solace and comfort in the fact that, Hey, somebody else went through this exact same thing. Well, as, as a, a species, as a... we, we want support groups, you yeah. know, before any of this happened. And I'm not much of a social media person. Like I like the quick dopamine hit, but I'm not, I don't have like a, an app that I interact with heavily, you know, mm. probably Except the TikTok. most TikTok, yep. but I find a lot of education and I do get, you know, humor relief and the doom scroll sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, as a whole, I, something has my attention very little, but I decided yep. to go on Facebook and I knew I would now be able to interact consistently, mm-hmm. but I did join a group of moms who are going through the same thing. And there have been times I've been able to encourage people, um, you know, and then there are times where I realize like, 
I have a very positive outlook and it's like you see all these sad situations, but then yep. not everything is positive. And, yep. and, Absolutely. and that's hard too. But For those people, you know, as hard as certain things are, like maybe somebody did lose a child and, you know, even those people obviously have the right to stay private or take time to grieve over it. You know, that's very important. But to go and share that story for other people, because people need to have a realistic expectation on everything in life. Yeah. You know, life is a finite thing and everybody's going to lose it at some point or another. And it's better to express those things to other people so they have a realistic expectation of it. Right. Um, I want to go back to what you were talking about as far as being an advocate for your parent. I mean, for your parent, for your, well, for your parents too, whenever they're old, but Absolutely. for your family members in general, but your kids. Um, yeah, I mean, that as a parent is one of the most pivotal things that you can do um, for your child because it's like the more, I don't know, the more we move through time and things get easier as far as communication goes, the less people communicate, and I'm talking about school systems here, um, communicate, and the less teachers communicate with parents about how your students are doing in um you okay yeah some of my um so how students are doing and same thing with the doctors you know they they're doing a job it's like a mechanic will tell you the a few things that are wrong with your car but they're not going to teach you how to do everything they're not going to walk you through oh that's two er conversations you can get into in itself with i think not only do we not have the same communication? But I think that the teachers are overloaded. You know, yeah. the I went to Aaron's school to talk about, you know, what to do with him being at home. And they were sharing that they had a teacher move to another school where there was another need, but they haven't been able to fill that teaching spot. So other teachers virtually come in period by period. It may not be the same teacher or it may be the same teacher, but you don't know them. You've never even met them in person. And they're probably so overloaded that to communicate, you know, is hard. And then with the medical system. I want to stop you there because the only example that I keep on bringing up is one of Juliet's teachers. Uh, We go in there. I'm going to really try to stay vague here about it because I don't want to throw her under the bus. She's a super nice lady. But um, we go into her open house and there was a quiz that everybody's supposed to do periodically. It's like on their own. Um, I don't want to even give out the subject because I'll throw under the bus, but, um, there's this test that everybody's supposed to do on their own time and nobody, not a single student in there was, was passing that not a single student in her class was passing. And she didn't even send out a note to tell anybody that this assignment was going on or anything. Cause it was stuff that they could have done at home too. I think we also teach them the the transitional things you know we teach them to be super dependent like tell the teacher if blah 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 to, and and that's true like we want kids to come and tell so we can teach them how to solve the problem but a lot of times we're not teaching them how to solve the problem mm-hmm. and so they become super dependent and there's no home notes home and this and that and then all of a sudden like in middle school it's less communicative and then you you're not as involved yeah. in every class. And then all of a sudden in high school, it's like they well, get it's like that consumed. Right. right. Julia, my, our youngest has three different, three or four different classes. Cause and they're then trying to prepare them for stupid. that. It's ridiculous. That's not how it should be in college. That's not how it is. 
And we're not even, even teaching life skills. Like where I want to know, like right now, my daughter is 18 and I tried my best to educate her about things along the way, but she was busy going to school and she wanted to work because, you know, not everybody has the ability to pay for everything. Um, so their children contribute. And so she works and she's trying to save and do better for herself. And, um, at no point did we really have a whole lot of time with me working and you working and having other kids to teach her about finance, to teach her about whatever. So now that she's 18, like she has to learn. And thankfully we're able to do that now. So parents, I, highly suggest if the school system is not teaching them that and if you're out of school that does that is amazing um unfortunately we do not have access to that kind of education in this area well they just don't support it and but but teaching them life skills teaching them about how to check the engine like most people are going to drive a car teach them how to do the things as an adult like Nobody needs to know who the third president was. What we care about is what important thing did they do that we need to take into now. And a lot of this does just does not matter. And you still have to have them go to school. I'm going to tell you about my schooling, right? And how useless my high school career was in my everyday life, right? Ninth grade was most useful. I went in there and my first period class was culinary arts. Got me into my first career, which was culinary arts. I loved it. Um, I would still be there if it wasn't for some bosses that I used to work for and and all that stuff. But um, that was the most useful thing to me because now I know how to cook and I know how to be a leader. I know how to do different things all due to culinary arts. Um, 10th and 11th grade, because I dropped out in 11th grade, they made me do, um, they took me out of culinary arts. wasn't even an option for me. Um, I had to go to PE. I had to do PE and tennis that year, one of those years. I think that was, I want to say that was, um, 10th grade. I had to take a language, which was French, which is ridiculous. Well, I'll tell you why it's ridiculous in one second. Um, and then I had a like grammar class or, or something like that. Some kind of like where we had to read the Odyssey. And then I had, uh, intensive reading and then a math and a science class. So, you know, some variation of that. Um, the reason that the the grammar class and the French class were ridiculous for a person like me is because I'm dyslexic. So I had to go to an intensive reading class. So here I am. Can hardly in, conquer the first language. In first period, trying to learn French, and they want me to pay attention to that. Uh, uh, by the way, we live in America, in Florida, where the vast majority of the second lang- secondary language is Spanish. And Spanish was being taught there. They just didn't put me in it. Um, so here I am learning a useless language on what I'm doing, right, in, in, this, in this state. Um, and then after that, I'm going to an intensive reading class where I have to read, which is a joke in itself. I had to read, uh, like do a reading test and basic like second or third grade books. It was ridiculous. Biggest waste of my time. And then I had to go to a class and try to process and analyze how to read the Iliad and the Odyssey. So that's pre audio books. Yeah. Pre audio books. Um, so all of that being said, school is pointless because all they're trying to do is, but if you're get, in school, kids stay, stay in school because 
Um, but find what you well, really love to do. Because school stay can Stay in be... school until you figure out what occupation you want. Um, if you want to be a welder, get out of school. Go get your GED. Become a welder. Become a productive person share, in this Share in your society. desires with a counselor there who yep. can help you get into programs. Because I think telling people that school is stupid is not necessarily... I think that there's a lot of value if done right, but there are now programs being introduced into the high school for um, more technical jobs. So before you make this leap to just say, I'm not going to continue or I don't want to do this um, because it's stupid anymore, um, that that you uh, say, you know, hey, this is what my interest is and see if they are able to point you in the right direction. And again, before you get to that point, talk to your family, you know, moms, dads, talk to your kids and get a temperature check and see how you can help them because you have to be their advocate. True. And the same thing in the healthcare system. Yep. And speaking of being advocates, it's about that time that I have to take care of Aaron. Okay. All right. I think this was a good episode. Um, if you like this stuff, uh, you can follow us on our YouTube channel, all that good stuff. We're also going to be on all the podcast networks that I can stream this to. So, you know, um, Apple Podcast and uh, Spotify. Isn't that right? If you're looking for us somewhere and you can't yeah. find us, check us uh, check us out, hit us up, send us a message. Yeah. Check us out on our link tree. That should be broadcast everywhere, I think. So, um, yeah, we'll see you on the next one. Or you can listen to us on the next one. Toodaloo, everybody. Bye-bye.